When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's the show after the show. This is the After 9 Podcast with Scott and Kat. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yo, 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 yo. Hey, everybody. Welcome to After 9. Sorry there was nothing yesterday. Snow tire season. We got shit to do. (laughs) Hey, by the way, speaking of which, so yeah, right after the show, I went to Etobicoke to uh, get my winter tires off finally. The traffic, there was none. This is what I enjoy about the pandemic. I I got there in no time. There was no traffic. You know what? We got to find a way in all of this to move to the four-day work week and to stagger hours when people do have to go to work because if we can keep the 401 and and the 410 and and the 400 and all the other area highways moving like this permanently it's a better quality of life for mm-hmm. all of us mm-hmm. and even you know in what? construction it's moving quickly yes. it's great yes with construction i should add with construction i went through two different bouts of construction along my route from kitchener uh, to etobicoke and it was fine and then it got me thinking like humans are so stupid because you're you're absolutely right we need to figure this out why are we torturing ourselves or why did we torture ourselves pre-pandemic with this bullshit of monday to friday nine to five everyone in the office let's all fucking hate our lives on the highway why there's no need for it and businesses that are able to run are still running and everything's fine we need to fix this shit because that was incredible It's baby boomers. The whole world revolves around them for some reason because they won't retire. And, you know, they're the ones who have that traditional nine to five model. And and uh, fuck, I'm sure if it were up to half of them, stores would be closed on Sunday. Uh, Listen, there's no reason you shouldn't be able to get a pizza at six o'clock in the morning. There's no reason that stores need to close at this hour and open at that hour. We've got to rethink the way we do everything. Let's change it all. Mm -hmm. This is the perfect time to do it. Lots of stuff I want to get to in this podcast. But first off, uh, congratulations once again to your husband who made his radio debut this morning. (laughs) He did. We we called Kat's husband because nobody can figure out the new fucking NHL playoffs. But he is uh, fairly knowledgeable on the subject. So he actually called in and explained what it was that Gary Bettman was trying to articulate yesterday. Yeah. Well, he was trying to explain it to me via text, and then I was just like, I'm not, I can't read all these. I don't understand. He's like, it's simple. I don't understand what you don't understand. I'm like, you know what? What? Yeah, I know. I don't understand it. I know. Uh, no, he, he was like, it's, it's, it's actually quite simple, the way that it's set up. I, I, don't, I don't know. Okay, the way your husband explained it to us this morning was good. The way Gary Bettman explained it, yes. I, they could have been forming a whole other league, for all I know. Yeah. There's going to be two hub cities. Let me run down some of these options for you. Chicago, Columbus, Dallas, Edmonton, Vegas, no, Los Angeles, Minneapolis, Pittsburgh, Vancouver, Toronto. It's going to be Toronto, right? There's no way they're not going to play the Eastern Conference in Toronto. We have enough NHL-sized rinks within driving distance and enough hotels. It makes too much sense to not do it in Toronto. 
Yeah, I mean, that's what makes sense to me. Some of the other cities they've mentioned, it makes a lot of sense because there are uh, arenas with hotels inside and stuff. They're very, you know, to themselves. That makes sense. Toronto, I don't see why not. Everything is so close, like you mentioned. It does make sense. Well, the problem is Toronto doesn't seem to have COVID-19 under control. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of people who are really pissed off listening right now in uh, London, listening right now in Windsor, listening in Ottawa, Sudbury, Timmins, cottage country saying, why the fuck can I still not get my hair cut? Because majority of the cases are in Toronto. Majority of the new cases are coming from Toronto. Why doesn't Toronto and, and even to a certain extent peel parts of York region, I suppose, why don't we just lock them off, like put a wall around them so the rest of the province can open up? Can they do that? What do you think? <laughs> can they do that? I mean, uh, no, we can't put up a wall, but <clears throat> is it realistic to expect that the people in Toronto have to stay locked down as they are now with businesses closed, but other parts of the province can open up? Or is the risk that people from Toronto are going to say, well, fuck it, if I just drive to to Barrie, I can get my hair cut. That's exactly it, is that they'll end up leaving the city doing the things that they want to do. Some, and then others will just kind of rebel in a way like we've seen happening over the last little while anyway, right? When you have that many people in a small space too, let's all keep in mind, because we're going to shit all over the people in Toronto, but there's a lot of people in a small area. So that's the reason why the numbers are as high as they are. They're not as spaced out as us naturally. So they're kind of in a shitty position. And I do feel bad for the people who are in Toronto that are doing the right things, but get stuck in the middle of all of this sickness and nonsense because other people need to leave their places. Right. Okay. okay, But why are businesses and everything still closed in Sudbury right now where they don't have a problem? You know, I'm looking at other provinces, uh, New Brunswick, uh, Newfoundland and Labrador, PEI. They don't have a problem. And. They're reopening slowly. Yeah. Uh, They shouldn't be lumped in with the rest of us who do have a problem. Right. And you wonder what the backlash is if you say, hey, so Sudbury, for example, guess what? Your hair salons are going to get opened as of Monday uh, next week. But to Sudbury residents only. Like, could you imagine how pissed off people would be? Because you're right. People will drive to get that stuff done. And then you're just causing more chaos in an area that's that's good now they're good they don't want to get have an outbreak all over again if they're good right so there's a lot of issues there i said it myself i would probably do it but i said it when we were talking about reopening the border it was supposed to be last week that it reopened and i flat out said if they reopen the border because they are opening up in parts of new york state by the way new york state doesn't have nearly as bad a problem as new york city does Mm -hmm. so there's really not a lot of danger in in fucking Tonawanda hair salons opening up, I would probably drive to Buffalo to get my hair cut because that's how bad I want my hair cut. So it wouldn't surprise me if there's some woman listening right now who's willing to drive to Timmins to get her nails done. Yep. So I guess everybody has to play by the same rules, although it... It would be a lot easier to do that if it seemed like everybody was following the rules. But then you get those people at the park on the weekend that were out there having a party, and it's a little discouraging. It's kind of hard to get behind the program. Uh, Back to the NHL playoffs for a second here. No start date. They will have two hub cities, like we said. Teams are going to be limited to 50 personnel in their respective hub city. So that's a small number of support staff. There is going to be comprehensive COVID-19 testing in place. Phase two of the return of play is expected to begin in early June, but there's no date of that. Phase three is going to be the start of training camp. And then phase four, again, no date. That's when they will return to play. 
is there really that much of a hunger for hockey? Mm-hmm. I mean, it's 35 degrees outside. Yeah. Do people really want yep. this season to be played that badly? Yeah. Yeah, they the do? answer's yes. Yeah. Really? Yeah. I like watching a Leaf game just as much as the next guy, and I'm sure I'll watch it right at the beginning. I just don't know if it's going to be that can't-miss TV in the wintertime when we're all in the house anyway because it's too cold to hang out outside. Or uh, we certainly won't be going to bars and pubs to watch the game. I don't know if it's going to have that same desired effect. I also don't know what the point is in playing the season in August, ending it in September, right as training camp for next season is supposed to begin. I mean, preseason starts in September. Yeah, if if it does, does it, though, officially? Because they might have to make some changes if if all of this happens. And I see them probably pushing things back a little bit next season because of this. What's going to happen with minor hockey this year? Can you imagine a year where the, the, I don't know, might hockey is canceled? Double A rep hockey canceled? Yeah. I don't know if that's ever happened before. Typically, they would be, if they haven't already done their tryouts, they would at least be hitting the ice for practices come August. I don't see any arenas dying to put ice in the arenas right now uh, so that they can start hockey tryouts and things like that. I don't know that there's actually going to be a season this year, Kat. Yeah. It really doesn't seem like it. But that's the other hockey story that doesn't get talked about. Um, There's a whole bunch of other things I want to cover here. Before I get to it, though, I do want to say, yeah. I played golf with a very good friend of mine, cruise ship Mike. You know Mike. He's been on the show before. Oh, Mike, yeah. I played with him, and Mike is basically a scratch golfer. He's pretty good. And we've been playing together since grade nine, high school. So 30 years later, yesterday, May the 26th, 2020, for the first time ever, I beat him. Congratulations. Thank you. It took the worst game he's played in probably five years and the best game I've ever played, but I finally beat him yesterday. And you know what? It was so hot and he was in a pissy mood because he wasn't playing well. (laughs) I was dying to take a victory lap and celebrate. Like, I've never done that before. 30 years I've been trying to beat this guy at golf and it's never happened until yesterday. And at the end, all I said was, that's all right, bud. You played all right. You'll get him next time. And I took the high road on it instead of like really chirping him as hard as I wanted to. Is this where you're going to chirp him? Because it seemed or no. You're brutal. Yeah, you you suck. There you go. I don't, I don't know. How much chirping can you really do? Um, I kind of think, though, not taking that victory lap bugged him even more. <laughs> he wanted you to be a dick so he could get mad at you. Uh, probably. It wouldn't surprise me. So, Michael... You keep trying, and I'll give you a rematch later on this summer. Ah, that'll sufficiently piss him off. Okay, good. Uh, You believe in karma, I think, right? I do believe in karma, yeah. I think this is the definition of karma. Sacramento County, California. Driver. Driving drunk on Monday. Swerved off the road. Probably because they were drunk. They crashed into a pond. Okay, that's dangerous, right? It's one thing for a car to go off the road. It's another thing for it to crash into a pond. Very limited time to get out of the car. However, in this case, there wasn't really a drowning risk because the water was very thick. It wasn't exactly going to be pouring through the vents, if you know what I mean, and drown the driver. See, this asshole that was out driving drunk drove into a pond of liquid manure. No. It was a pond... At a dairy farm. 
all the cow shit <laughs> gets <laughs> run all, into this pond. They put all the cow shit in an area like it's a shit pond? They could do that. I'm not exactly sure how it works. If, if they push all the shit into this pond or if just the natural rainwater makes it all collect there. Like there's just a whole bunch of cow shit rolling down a hill that ends up in a pond. I don't know. But either way, it was liquid manure. Wow. That's where his cro- car crashed. Talk about... So, Talk about being up Shit's Creek. Yeah, you are up Shit's Creek. Because when they finally get you out, you're going to smell like shit for a long time. And then you're going to end up with a DUI on your record for the rest of your life. And you're going to pay thousands upon thousands of dollars to get your car fixed. Insurance rates will go up forever. Uh, there's all kinds. Of, oh, the fine that comes with it. Yeah. That might be the first time in history there was a DUI where the impound didn't want the car. (laughs) (laughs) No, you know what? Just burn it. Give it to the cows. (laughs) The cows can have it. While we're talking about, um, uh, well, shit stories like this, I've got another DUI story. This one is from Sunday, but it was in Arizona. I don't even know what the odds on this would be. But you've got a woman driving drunk. This is in the evening. She hit a pedestrian. Here's the thing. That pedestrian wasn't just any pedestrian. He was actually running across the road. He did not look both ways. So it probably wasn't exactly the drunk woman behind the wheels fault that she hit this guy. The reason he was running and didn't look both ways is because he had just assaulted somebody in a nightclub and he was trying to get away. So the guy ended up hospitalized, but he is going to be charged with assault while the woman is going to be facing DUI charges. Now criminals are catching criminals, Cat. Wow. This is amazing. Wow. That's almost got to be a weird kind of karma, too, right? Like, this woman might have gotten away with the DUI if she had just gone straight home and managed to not hit anybody. She probably would have gotten away with it. But no. It was like fate. This guy, who's also a piece of shit himself, happened to be on the road. And they both got caught. The cops probably showed up and thought, it's going to be a pretty easy day. (laughs) Really? They Really? This is happening? All right, then. When does this ever happen? Finally, something in 2020 is going right. I love it. A guy in Thailand was arrested on Sunday for stealing and then having sex with... Over a hundred pairs of flip-flops. What? No. He's mm-hmm. fucking flip-flops? He must have a giant dick for it to fit through a flip-flop. I'm like, confused. that's a pretty substantial opening. No. How do you fuck a flip-flop? Ooh. See, that's the question. They're not he that stole... comfortable. What kind of flip-flops are we talking here? Well, he stole 126 pairs. He would take them to his apartment and kiss and caress them. No. And rub them on his body. And then eventually. Fuck. Make love to them. No. Oh, my Now, the writer of this story admits they're not even sure how this works. I don't know if you stick it through the hole or if you hold two flip-flops together and make like a a cock sandwich or something. I'm not sure. But either way, (laughs) I'll do this with a lot of buildup. Either way, he took those flip-flops and he fucked them. He fucks flip-flops and multiple, multiple pairs of flip-flops. I've never actually felt bad for flip-flops because I know they're not humans with emotions or creatures with emotions. But fuck, I feel bad for those flip-flops. Yeah. 
Yeah. I mean, uh, give the guy a little bit of credit. He's got some endurance. He went 126 times, assuming he went with every single pair of flip-flops. Oh, maybe he had like a threesome where he brought in a couple of pairs of flip-flops. Oh, snap. Swishing it up. Mm-hmm. Uh, you will likely start seeing this in more and more stores here because they're popping up all over America. The no mask, no service signs mm-hmm. are showing up at retail outlets and uh, establishments all over. Uh, you remember the sign used to say no shoes, no shirt, no service. That's right. Now it's no mask, no service. So I'm wondering, can I still go in there topless as long as I have a mask on, or how does it work? Yeah, they're not offended by your by your uh, body anymore. They're just offended by your mouth. It's uh, that's pretty much it. Yeah, listen. Uh, normally, when it's not a pandemic, if you walk into a store with a mask on, they're dialing nine one one as soon as they see you. Now you can't even go in without that mask on. It's kind of bizarre how things have turned around. But <clears throat> as you know. In America, they're very, very divided. Some of the country is very concerned about the pandemic and they want people wearing masks. They think they're opening up too soon. And then you've got the other faction that thinks this is all a government hoax or Bill Gates is behind it or whatever. They don't want to wear a mask. Some people even think it's better to catch the coronavirus now so that if the second wave hits, they'll be protected and they can keep working. However you feel about it is one thing. But some people in protest have been, and it's women that do this one, they'll walk into a store. If they get confronted about not wearing a mask, they will slide off their panties and put their panties on their head as a mask. No, people aren't doing that. No, Kat, there was a bunch of Karens, if you will, Yeah. in one social media video that has now gone viral. And I'm just reading about another woman who did the exact same thing. Didn't have a face mask, had no intention of leaving, so they can't really say anything if the face is covered. So she slid her panties down and covered her face. What the fuck? Yeah. Uh, that's not going to protect you from the coronavirus. It could possibly lead to other problems. But if that was right there on your butt, you might not want to put that right on your face. Like you, you might want to pull a fresh pair out of your purse and put that pair on your head. You don't want to put the dirty ones right there on your nose and mouth. How badly did you need bread or whatever the fuck you were going in the store for? It's people trying to prove a point, sure really. They are. No, I get it. These are COVID idiots, right? I mean, this is a classic case of a COVID idiot. Some, and I can't wait, by the way, the coffee book will be out eventually. Our idea that we came up with last week, I believe it was, was a coffee table style book where the COVID idiots and all the stories and all of the information we know and all the photographs would be in and we it'd be a keepsake for the future of everything that happened during this. That's one of those morons that be in there. If I... If I ruled the, the this world that we're living in right now, I would create just a covid jail. One spot where we could shove all these fucking, fucking people in. And it doesn't even necessarily have to be because of COVID. Anything that happens during this, I put the fl- flip-flop fucker in with the panty face. The no problem. The flip-flop fucker. <laughs> all of them. The flip-flop fucker would be in there. The panty face Karens would be in there. Uh, the bitch who is yelling at the bird watcher guy video. I'm sure you've seen that one by now. That fucking Karen would be in there, too. Police, Just, there's a black man near me. Like, get the Ugh. fuck out of here, Karen. If I was there... Oh, my God. Anyway, all of those morons would be locked into one spot. That's it. Um, you believe that everybody has a right to their opinion, I assume? Yeah. 
There's a lot of people who feel that we're going way too slow. There's a lot of people. This is a real thing that think the numbers are, well, some people just flat out don't believe the numbers, and that's fine. You can do whatever you want, but I I go by what the scientists give us every day, and it doesn't seem like the numbers are going down. But there are a lot of people who believe that this is way overblown. We're using a sledgehammer to kill a fly and shutting down the entire economy and giving everybody government handouts and so on and so forth is not the solution. So they're angry. They're pissed off. They're protesting. And and that's part of the reason that uh, you're getting shit like this happening. Mm-hmm. People putting fucking underwear on their head mm-hmm. that they just took off, by the way. Uh, there's people who are opening up businesses when they know full well they shouldn't. But now the attitude is starting to be Whatever, find me. I'm either going to open now and take the fine or I'm going to lose my business completely, so I'll take my chances here. Right. You know, there's a, a lot of people that think we should get back to normal, and I'm not saying I agree or disagree with it because oh, I'm not that stupid. I will definitely say, though, that there is people who feel that way, and uh, I just wish that everybody would take a step back and realize everything is a choice. If... Disneyland is reopening. Well, actually, no. We'll use your example from earlier this week on our FM radio show. We talked about Universal Studios reopening June 5th. It's amazing how many people are freaking out saying, too soon, no way, blah, 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 blah. Then don't go. Don't go. There's a lot of people, though, who are very excited for it to reopen, and they understand that they cannot even get in without a mask, and they have to wear it at all times, and the place is getting sanitized, and they're doing everything they possibly can. If they want to go... Let them go. Yeah. I mean, I really don't see what the harm in it is. But people are so adamant that whatever they think about this is the right answer. And it goes both ways. You people that are hellbent on these conspiracy theories that this is all just a ploy for Bill Gates to stick a chip in us somewhere so they can track us. I don't know where the fuck you're coming from on that. But you're not going to force people to believe that. You, you just come off looking crazy when you do that sort of shit. Because yeah. nobody buys it. Um. Over in Switzerland, they want to get back to work as well. Sure. So they have initiated a return to work protocol to reopen the brothels. Oh, okay. Customers will be limited to two sex positions (laughs) to avoid face-to-face contact. Here's the story. These sex workers, when they all sat around and thought... How can we get fucking again? Ah, okay. We can't spread the virus very easily if there's no contact. And and we can't be six feet away while we're having sex. So let's just make sure that we're not facing each other. So as part of their proposal, and this is a legitimate thing, to reopen the brothels, they have assured the authorities. Customers will be limited to reverse cowgirl or, and I quote, the style of the dogs. Style those, of the dog. Those are your only two options if you want to go to a brothel. Face down, ass up. Okay. Face down, ass up. That's Got it. The way we Got want. it. So obviously, they just don't want the, the face-to-face contact. So, I mean, it's creative. Um, That's effective, though. Am I crazy? I mean, if there's people that are going to go and procure these services anyway, I mean, the reason they have those brothels is so that it doesn't go underground, which can be more dangerous. They have brothels because it's regulated and people are safe. So if people are going to go and and try and get their brothel on, 
they shouldn't be facing each other, certainly not that close. I don't know if you have to wear a mask or not, but if you get them in the reverse cowgirl position, well, that's probably doing your a fair bit to to minimize the risk, is it not? Or is that crazy? No, I think that, uh, hey, if they're going to find a way to do it, then that makes a lot of sense. It's just kind of like one of those awkward, I guess, I mean, it's awkward maybe no matter what when you're finished, right? When it's all said and done. I don't know how that would work, but I can imagine it would be just a, you, you kind of back up from them a bit and you say, thank you. I, I don't know. Yeah, thank, I don't even know what the service. protocol like, is. I, I'm not sure how that works. But <laughs> thank then you, you for just your make, service. Make, <laughs> <laughs> and you just kind of back up. You back up a little bit anyway, and you, uh, you you do go into your separate washrooms. Maybe, maybe they make sure that there. I don't know. I assume that there's a washroom attached to each each room in the in the brothel. That's how I picture it. So maybe there'd be just okay. I go into my washroom, and and we're done here. And you know, great job. Uh, no handshake, but good good job, Tiger. Uh, I give you a, an air high five on that one. That was good. And then you carry on. I mean, honestly. You can do that. Your idea of a brothel sounds very professional, by the way. <laughs> very professional. That, that never happened. Was there not a handshake before? I, I don't think there's a high five, if that's what you were suggesting. Oh, okay. and, and I don't think she says, good job, tiger, <laughs> like you imply. You have to pay extra for that, don't you? Yeah. I mean, okay, in both of these positions, though, whether it's the reverse cowgirl, for those who don't know, that would be the woman on top but facing away from him. And the style of the dogs is doggy style. I think everybody understands that. I I would think he still has to wear a mask, right? Like, you can be basically full-blown nude except for a condom and a mask. Yeah. That's the only way to get this done. Otherwise, you're just going to COVID all over her back. Yeah. Yeah, you'd still need to wear – there would still be masks. I don't even know about gloves, but maybe even gloves because you're still – Gloves. Ooh. Well, that's like condoms for your fingers. Th- some people need to adjust, need to use their hands to make sure things go places they're supposed to go and help out a little bit. And right? You can't like if she your- has to touch his penis to guide. Yeah. You, sure. That that's a detail more detailed analysis of it than than mine. But yeah, like that's what I mean, right? And and if he's doing that and he touches her with his little COVID licked fingers, who fucking knows? Right. So you just got to be aware. So you would be doing it. Basically, you should just suit up like I think you just dress up and, and have a little fun with it. Honestly, Scott, everything we're talking about, I'd rather that than people fucking flip flops. I'll just put it that way. You yeah, know, what? I mean, uh, that's just straight up fucking wrong. Yeah. Is it necessary? Do we really need to open up the brothels to the point where we have to discuss the different positions that are safer than others and and wearing gloves and a mask? And like, how fucking bad do you want to get laid that you're willing to go in with a mask on, gloves on? Really? Are you seriously asking how bad someone wants to get laid that they do this? Do you know the the weirder shit that people have done because they want to get laid? This is nothing. I, I suppose you're right. It was probably stupid of me to suggest otherwise. But I mean... Holy shit. And don't forget, it's also weird to us, right? Because we don't have brothels here. But in other places, like, that's just that's just business. There's brothels, employees. It's like talking about uh, Moose Winooski's opening up their doors over here. It's like the same thing to them. So, although maybe not super commonplace, but still it's a business that's legally operated and they're trying to figure their shit out, just like a nail salon might be trying to figure their shit out for when they can do it. Very, uh... Yeah, I guess I don't understand why that's important. I mean, we had a big conversation two months ago about what is and isn't essential. I would have figured uh, brothels are on the non-essential services list. Yeah. 
But uh, essential, I guess, if it keeps it legal and doesn't force it underground, because people will find a way. Finally, uh, I don't know where you're listening to us from, but wherever you are around the world, thank you. The Premier of Ontario is Doug Ford, and today he's going to make an announcement about yesterday's what he called heartbreaking, horrific, and gut-wrenching report about Ontario's long-term care homes. So a long-term care home is basically a retirement home. Some of them are retirement, some of them are nursing homes. But either way, we've had to send the military into five of them. And now we've got two of them taken over by area hospitals because they're so poorly run. And the stories that the military came out with, I mean, they say there were, in some cases, vermin infestations, like rats, Mm -hmm. hygiene problems in people not having uh, their diapers or pads changed. There was aggressive feeding that caused choking, residents crying for help for all hours. It's disgusting what's going on. And one of the things that occurred to me is we had the military in there for, what was it, a day and a half? Yeah. And they found all that shit wrong in a day and a half. Why did it take the military going in for the whistle to get blown on this stuff? Because that is disgraceful. These are people who have uh, lived their whole lives, likely working and contributing to society. They've paid their taxes. And now we owe them a good life. And we can't even do that. Some of the most vulnerable people in the world. It's criminal, Kat. Yeah. I mean, if if there is a, a patient there who is in need of assistance to go to the bathroom so they have a a, a diaper or a pad on. If that diaper or pad isn't being changed regularly, that's some pretty serious neglect. Yeah. Yeah. If, If they didn't isolate, this was another thing, they had people who had tested positive who were not isolated from the patients who tested negative. That basically sent people to their grave. Yes, it did. No, it It did. It basically killed people. It straight up did. It killed people. It, it And it continued to kill people over and over and over again. It is sad. It's hard because, I mean, I have a grandmother in, in a, a long-term care home right now. And thankfully, she's in a good spot. She's in a good place. They did everything right. They shut it down earlier than a lot of other places did. They said no visitors, zero tolerance. They were on the ball. And thankfully, there was never an outbreak there. Like, thank God. But then you, like, I just, my heart breaks for the families of these people who are hearing of all of these things. And maybe they already have this curious sense of something happening. And unfortunately for a lot of the residents that are in these homes, they don't get those family visits you know, that, that other people do. And we're told this all the time when we go to, when we were able to go see my grandma on, like, I would go at least once, usually twice a month, I would go see her and they would the people who work there would go out of their way to say that's so nice that you guys come to see her and it just breaks my heart because they would tell me we have people in here who haven't been seen by anyone and that's how stuff like that can happen too right it's terrible and it's inexcusable but you have these people in there no one's looking after them nobody comes to visit them nobody comes to see them and perhaps there are targets for those for those people who are like well if i'm going to neglect anyone it's the person who's not going to get a visitor today so nobody'll fucking know it's a horrible thought like yeah. nobody should have to go through that absolutely nobody <clears throat> you know i went from feeling really bad for everybody in the system uh, having to deal with these long-term care facilities because of the outbreaks and such to now I'm thinking not everybody. The ones who care and put in the work, I I really feel for you because you were in a real tough situation and I didn't even know until this pandemic began that you don't make a lot of money. 
But for you people that neglected these these senior citizens at the time when they are most vulnerable, I hope there are criminal investigations, and I hope that those lead to charges if they're called for, because, mm-hmm. frankly, that kind of neglect is disgusting. Uh, let's move on to one more thing before we wrap things up. I would love to know your off-air podcast take on Jimmy Fallon. The story from this morning, somebody, for some reason, dug up video from the year 2000, 20 years ago, where Jimmy did a skit in blackface. He was playing one of his best buddies, Chris Rock, in a sketch. Mm-hmm. Blackface yeah. is not okay. So, yeah, here's the thing, too. We've got a, we've got a seriously horrendous, in my opinion, cancel culture happening right now. Um, and maybe something could be said for the fact that we have a lot of t- more time on our hands, or people do, on Twitter. I'm noticing it. I'm, I've been really avoiding Twitter because the stupid shit that I see trending all the time, canceling Lana Del Rey for her opinions on the music industry because she named a couple of names of, of female artists that are getting away with things that she never got away with. That's her opinion, and she said absolutely nothing wrong. People were calling to cancel her. People are calling to cancel all kinds of people for everything, and it's really starting to piss me off. To me, um, the Jimmy Fallon thing, and it it is true, in 2000, he did a sketch, and it should be mentioned that it wasn't just him in the sketch. Daryl Hammond was in it, and it wasn't just him in the sketch at all there were producers and there were there was talent involved and there were writers involved it, jimmy fallon's face happened to be in black face so of course it, it, it's all falling on him right now but this was a group effort let's not forget and this was also 20 years ago okay and i'm not saying it was okay then uh, it still probably wasn't but it is curious how this is brought up 20 years later and now it's not okay but nobody said shit back 20 years ago Mm. i don't think we know jimmy fallon is not a racist person i mean right like everybody knows this knows this he is not a racist person this seems to me like someone is trying to dig shit up to get him in trouble for whatever reason and i'm not sure the reasoning here but for the most part when i looked at the tweets that followed his apology tweet and he did apologize saying in 2000 well on snl i made a terrible decision to do an impersonation of chris rock while in blackface there's no excuse for this i'm very sorry for making this unquestionably offensive decision i thank you all for holding me accountable that's all he said on the topic um his friends have chimed in including friends on the route saying dude like 20 years ago it was for actually for comedy's sake people laughed at it at the time the people laughing at it aren't being held accountable why should you be don't worry about it that kind of thing um and differing opinions on it but for the most part people are saying stop like stop because this cancel culture is out of control don't say sorry about a skit you did that you were when you were super young and were told this is the skit you're doing and everyone around you thought it was funny it wasn't you but everyone's got their eye on you because you're the host of the tonight show um i want to read a one reply two replies i'll read from one perspective and another jared on twitter says i love how all the people in the comments letting fallon know it's okay are white and i wasn't a fan of tropic thunder either the movie made me feel uncomfortable that person is talking about um uh who was it that was the australian black guy in tropic thunder robert downey jr that's right right so he he put blackface on he was australian play whatever he was playing a character at the time people were offended by that but Everything seems to be fine with Iron Man. Uh, Summer. Summer says, as a black woman, 20 years ago, and this is what people want to discuss, a man was just suffocated by the police. A woman made a false 911 call about another man. She's talking about the Karen we were just talking about. Yep. An orange buffoon squat. Okay, she goes on and on. She says, basically, let's get our priorities together. This is a non-issue. 
So you'll get a couple different sides. Uh, honestly, uh, something that happened 20 years ago. Sure, he manned up. He apologized. He says thank you for keeping me accountable. But this cancel but- culture shit needs stop digging shit up. Like this- stop. That's what my issue with it is. This wasn't even dug up. This wasn't a surprise that somebody just pulled out of the yeah, vault. That's true it aired too. on live television. Yes. You can't just dig it up. Somebody must have just been going through some old episodes of SNL that they might have had some VHS tapes from back in the day recorded, saw Jimmy Fallon in blackface and thought, huh, I've never seen this. I'm going to put it out there on Instagram. Oh, it's nothing new. It was on live television. He wasn't hiding from it. It's part of his past. He's apologized again 20 years later. I really don't know that he needs to um, uh, do the walk, if you will, the the perp walk and and be paraded out in front of everybody to either throw rocks at him or or whatever. I, I don't really know that he needs to go through that in this case. Although, I mean, hey, there's people who have said it was never OK. It's still not OK. And they stand by that because they are deeply offended by blackface. Mm-hmm. If that's the case, fine. It's just I'm a little surprised you didn't know about this. It was on television 20 years ago live. Yeah, and you don't think Chris Rock knows? He knows. In fact, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, I saw some people tweeting about it that he thought it was a funny sketch. And that was that. Mm-hmm. And he was an SNL. Let's not forget, he was an SNL alum as well, right? So Yes, he was. Yeah, anyway. All right, well, if you want to read the story and see the tweets, you can go to scottandcat.ca. That is always where you can find our top trending stories and a lot of the stuff that we talk about here on the After 9 podcast. Uh, that's all I got for today. Yeah, I think that's about it. Hopefully you guys are staying cool in the heat, and we will definitely bring you guys uh, another podcast, at least one, by the end of the week.